0: When I realize life is too short, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about trading stocks. I'm passionate about traveling. Let me figure out how to make profit out of the things I'm passionate about.
1: Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. We're here at FinCon 2018 in Orlando. And I wanted to say thank you so much to Alibank for sponsoring the live podcasting at FinCon 2018. And when it comes to money and everything you've been working for, do it right with Alibank. And I've been a customer of Alibank for a very long time very long time. So today I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Terry, and she's really incredible because she's an investor and she invests in ministry, stocks, and real estate. Hey Terry, welcome to the show today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. Excellent. So what made you come to FinCon this year?
0: My biggest thing in FinCon is I have a course that teaches people how to trade online, and I want it to be better for my students. So FinCon is all about helping teachers to just really um, target their audience and make sure that we're the
1: best that we can be, and I wanted to make sure I could do that. Excellent, so tell us how you got started in investing.
0: You know what, I actually have been familiar with investing for a long time. I went to MIT, and most of my friends coming out went to either investment banks or consulting. That was like the whole track for business school graduates. So I was familiar with it, but I didn't know how to do it for myself. So when the stock market crashed and there was a housing crash, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to go invest in some houses. But my realtor kept talking about how well he was doing in stocks. So I decided that I'd go out and find my own um, personal account and with the personal account, I actually started doing well enough to quit my
1: job and go full-time this year. Wow, that is super, super amazing. So pretty much you're at MIT, you hear a lot of your friends talking about stocks and investing. Mm-hmm. And when the financial crash, your realtor talking about stocks and investing. So what made you take the action and how did you get started with investing?
0: So the first thing you have to do, and I will tell you the truth in my community, no one ever talked about stocks. Like, I agree, mine either. That's one of the downfalls. Like other communities, they have an uncle or someone that has told them about investing since they were young, or maybe they even got stocks for their second birthday. No one in my family knew how to do anything with investing, so I was kind of on my own. I just researched, and then I found that you can open a stock brokerage account. And that's actually step one. If anybody wants to start investing, the first thing you have to do is open a brokerage account where you can actually invest stocks. And then that way, when the opportunity comes along, you'll be able to pick good companies and place the trade. So can you tell us what is a
1: brokerage account?
0: Perfect question. So a brokerage account is just like a bank account, but instead of having your money in there and just letting it sit, you're actually able to invest it in companies and the broker brokerage account will allow you to invest in companies.
1: What would you recommend for someone who's looking for a brokerage? Like, where would they go to start off?
0: Great question. So I think it depends how much money they're actually trading. If they're starting with a small amount, I'd recommend that they look at some brokerages that have low fees. So like a Robinhood or something else that has like zero fees for small trades. But once they're really wanting to make some, like, regular income or see some gains in their accounts, I think they need, excuse me, a more robust platform. So they need something where they can read charts and, and look at research. So maybe, like, an E-Trade or Merrill Lynch or Fidelity or Vanguard, even. And then if they really want to become like a master trader, there's other brokers that are even more sophisticated than that.
1: Right, right. So let's kind of step back a little bit and talk about like what is a stock really for those who don't know what a stock is great question. So
0: when a company is building, so say let's talk about Uber because they're about to um, have an IPO soon and I'll tell you what that is. Mm -hmm. So when a company is first building, usually they raise funds and capital in order to build. So they go out maybe to an angel investor and say, hey, you know, I have this great idea. I want to drive people around in cars and will you invest in us? They get that first round of investing, but as they grow, they, they figure out that they need more money. So, okay. what happens is they decide to go into the, they call it like a um, stock exchange, they decide to have a public offering where they can divide their company into stocks and give those stocks out to everybody and get money that way. Uh, did I lose you there? No, that's okay. great.
1: That's great. I actually went to business school, so okay, I, okay. I, I, I understand, but I just want to make sure everyone who understands who's listening understands what stock is.
0: Yes. So, it's they break up the company into shares. And then they actually allow the public
1: to buy those shares. And that's how they raise money to expand. And think of stocks as like little pieces of ownership within a company. So you're actually an owner and you have a stake in what that company does and that company's earnings. And I know a lot of times a lot of uh, companies provide dividends, which is your return, Mm -hmm. in a quarterly, annual basis. So can you tell us a little bit about what kind of earnings can you make with stocks? Sure. So...
0: This is, like, one of the most exciting parts for me because I'm an active trader. So there's value investing, and value investing is like you put your money into a stock and you just buy and hold. My strategy, I want to make daily income. So when I quit my job as an assistant principal, I knew that in order to supplement my income, I needed to make at least $300 a day. So that was my original goal. So you're able to invest, like, invest the money that you have in your savings and
1: actually make daily income. Now I've grown to $1,000 a day. Wow, and when you say active investing, are you really like making trades, you're buying and selling every day? Is that how you're making the income?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I do day and swing trading. So I can make a trade today, so say for example, um, we had Square, Square is doing really well right now. Um, I could make a trade today and then decide at the end of the day to sell it because it's gone up $2. Mm-hmm. Or I may decide to hold a sock for maybe a week or two. So let's say Visa, I decide, you know what, I'm going to get into this one and then I'll sell it in a couple weeks, but I have a plan and I can teach you guys more about it of course, but I have like a plan and strategy of when to sell to be able to make the thousand dollars a day. Excellent.
1: So what do you tell someone who says, you know what, this is very complicated. I don't think this is for me. What do you say to someone who is a little bit skeptical about actually investing in the stock market?
0: I say, one, take a class. So that was one of the big things. People kept asking me to teach them. So I decided to put an online class together so they can definitely take that course. It's called a trade and travel course because that's what I do. And um, they can go to investwithterry.com. But then I would also encourage them, it's not that hard. Start with the basics. And you can also trade with fake money if you're a little afraid to trade with real money. So... Open your brokerage account. Let me teach you how to pick good companies. And let me teach you how to place the trade and protect yourself because there are ways to protect yourself from losing money. But it's not that
1: hard. Just... just Take a class. You can do it. Right. And I really like the class idea because reading something online may be a different feeling than actually interacting with someone who has experience. And you said you started from $300 as a goal to making over 1000 now. Yeah. So So I think it's really valuable to kind of learn with someone who has been in the game for a long time. Now, what are some of the hot stocks that you're like, I either want to get my hands on or I have my hands on and I really like this stock right now? Now, let me put a little disclaimer. I'm not a broker, so these are what
0: I trade, not recommendations. Um, But I actually really like the cannabis field. So it's something that is growing. We know that Canada is actually making it legal soon. We know that uh, the U.S. is considering making it legal. So like one that I've done well with recently is Tilray. Um, I also like the financial space. So, Square, PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, those have all been doing really well. And, of course, I will always be true to technology because that's just the age we grew up in. So, you have your, they call them Fang socks. You have, like, the Facebook, Netflix. Facebook hasn't been doing too well lately, but that's the best time to buy when it's lower. So,
1: I... I like, I like tech and everything. Excellent, excellent. So remember, guys, if you do have more questions and you are interested in learning more about stock trading, definitely go to Terry's classes. And we'll have all the links and all her resources in the show notes to provide for that. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit because we like to travel. Hey, and hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> and we want to know how did you transition from working full-time to traveling full-time and trading? So the truth of the matter
0: is, I got tired of working like I had one of the craziest bosses and if anyone else has um, ever had the experience where you went to an Ivy League, you put kind of all your effort into it and now you've gotten into your job but you're feeling dissatisfied and you're feeling like either you're getting bored or your skills aren't being used or maybe you feel like you're not getting paid enough. That was me. I was at that breaking point. And then I had a friend pass away, and he was my age. I was 32 at the time. And it was like, man, life is just too short to be in a job where you're not being satisfied. Right. And so that was the the turning point for me. When I realized life is too short, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about trading stocks. I'm passionate about traveling. Let me figure out how to make profit out of the things I'm passionate about. So that's how I did the transition. I decided to, well, I studied trading that whole last year of working so that I could get really good and make sure that I was consistent. And then I quit my job, and I went on a, it's kind of like remote here, but I went in a program called We Roam, where we lived in a different country every, a month at a time. Excellent. And what kind of countries did you guys visit at the time? I went to Thailand, Vietnam, we stayed a month in Korea. South Korea is beautiful, like I didn't think it'd be that
1: amazing, but it's beautiful. Um, I did Australia, Fiji, just everywhere. How did you convince your boss at the time to say, hey, I want to take this year to travel and work remotely, but I still want to be on your payroll and work with you and I'm committed?
0: To tell you the truth, my boss was not on board, which is one of the reasons why I had to leave. He um, actually, when I told him that I was taking these stock market classes, he refused to let me go on vacation. And in order to take the course, for, for my courses, they were in person and a week at a time. So, like, he actually prevented me from taking the courses because he thought that would keep me at my job. That's when that's another thing when I knew, okay, I want to have freedom to be in control of my own schedule. I, I need to learn how to trade really well so that no one else can be in control of telling me when I can leave and not leave.
1: It's like a motivating factor. It's like you mm-hmm. have this big roadblock who should be your biggest supporter, you know, because you're going to still learn skills that you can transfer to your work, your work life balance. I'm sure like analytical skills, different kind of reports and things like that. So after this roadblock, what happened next? Well, and let me just make a comment on that.
0: That is so true. You can, I could have stayed at my job and still traded stocks at the same time. Like for the longest time I had been doing it as a side hustle. So if he had just supported me, I would have been even more fulfilled at work. I would have been excited to come. I was already giving 110% at work. He would have had this great employee, but he didn't support the vision. And, and trading stocks is something that it doesn't take a lot of time. So I could easily have just checked at my lunch break. Or, you know, when we had a meeting at the end of the day, just check my phone. But he didn't support. So you said, what happened next? What happened next was I looked into the computer, found that course that tra- that travels, asked them, can I come? And they were like, we have one seat left. I think it was a God thing. Which has your name
1: on it. It has yes. your name on it.
0: Yes. And, yeah, it was a big leap of faith. I had to sell all my stuff. And that's, like, so hard. When you've collected things over 10 years, it's hard to let it all go. But sold all my stuff. And then just took that leap, and it was the best thing I have ever done.
1: I also have to say that, you know, sometimes we have these, like, perceptions of our bosses and fears of actually asking them for things that we want. Mm -hmm. So can you give us some tips of how we can talk to our bosses and let them know, like, hey, I want to do this, I want to pursue this, and maybe this is not going to have a conflict with what I'm doing right now, but please support me. Sure.
0: If I did it again, I would approach it differently. So... A couple things that I would have done is, when I first decided to take the class, I would have figured out what skills it was building, and I would have framed it as professional development. So I may not have said, oh, I'm going to take this stock market class, because their first thought was, oh, you're trying to leave us, and they got scared. But I would say, you know what, I'm going to this professional development class so that I can learn how to think strategically, so that I can learn how to make better decisions, so that I can learn how to... um, and these are things that you learn when you're trading stocks: how to analyze a, um, a company. You could maybe say how to analyze a situation or grow a business. Strategize. That's the things that's the things you're looking at when you're looking at stocks and research. I want to be able to to just become a better a better worker for you all. Would you mind if I go to this professional development? And I think he would have been like, "Oh, sure." Um so it's all on how you how you make it look yeah how do you make it look good for
1: the company Exactly mm-hmm. So when you decided to do the remote work program how did you talk to your boss about like okay I'm going to be leaving did he agree to leave or did you quit or how did that work At that time I quit so they asked me to come on again
0: for the next school year and I had to say you know what I'm going to leave and go full time in trading so, I, because it's a school, um, you kind like, you of have to be in the building. I see, I see. So, I just said, you know what, let me just make the best decision for the students.
1: I won't put one foot in, one foot out. This is my chance to actually go and live my dreams. Okay, so you quit your job. Now you say, okay, I'm full-time trading, and you go on to this remote year. So, my question is, what did your family say? What did your friends say about making this decision, which of sounds like irrational crazy or whatever um what did they say and what did you counter that with
0: my mom was the most scared person and then when i told her oh korea she's like korea why are you going to korea they're like <laughs> at the time we were supposed to be in war with korea so my mom and dad were like no <laughs> um but what I came back with is you gotta you gotta take an adventure sometime. Like you have to take a risk. This is the best time for me. I don't have kids, I'm not married, so like when
1: else? This is the perfect time to take that leap. And you've been planning the whole prior year. You've been working, you've been studying, you've been learning. You had goals that you wanted to, to set and you wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is, how does that feel for you when you spend a long time preparing for something and now you can actually do it and take the leap of faith and go?
0: It feels so satisfying. I will admit it was scary at times. And I think any entrepreneur will tell you, like, when you first make that leap, Now all the bills are coming on you. You don't have, like, a a new income coming in, so now you, you have to support yourself. So it is a little scary at first, but at the same time, you feel so free, so invigorated. And when I'm traveling, I just feel like the whole world opens up. Like, new ideas come, my mind is going. It makes me
1: a better person. So that outweighs the cons. And after that one year of traveling with that program, what have you done since? So when
0: I came back, like while I was traveling, people kept asking me to teach them about investing. And so when I came back, my friends were all like, I know you're going to teach us now. You can't just teach in Vietnam and Thailand. (laughs) So I've been putting together a course. I've had some live classes in Dallas and online webinars. So that's my focus. I still trade. My goal is $1,000 a day. I recently had a five-day challenge, and I was able to show them that, hey, I actually made $3,000 a day this week. I was able to make $14,000. I think it was like $14,600 in five days. Like, that's some pretty good money. Um, So show them what you can actually do, and now I'm teaching them how to do
1: it. That is amazing. And I definitely signed up for your course for Thursday. So I want to make $1,000 a day, and I know that my listeners want to make $1,000 a day as well. But can you tell us a little bit of the challenges that you face as an investor? What are some of the things that, like, you know, just for us to be mindful of when you're investing? One
0: challenge, and this is, like, one challenge I think many new investors have. So you have to make sure that you have a plan, a risk management plan in place. So what I mean is there's a lot of people that when they first get into investing, they think of, what companies do I like? So, oh, I go to Chipotle, I'm going to invest in Chipotle. But then when um, they invest, they invest at the highs. So one thing you have to know is protect yourself. Like you can put in a stop loss, Make sure that you actually look when a stock... Look at good companies, but when they go down. um, Look at companies that are... um, They're good stocks to trade. Sometimes a company can be a good company, but not a good stock to trade. So that's a couple things I would say when you're first getting started. Like, watch out for the mistakes and then manage your risk. Protect yourself. There's an order type called a stop loss. That means if the money is going down or the trade's going in the wrong direction, it can stop you from losing any more money. Always trade with one of those. So,
1: yeah, I would just
0: say one risk is people fear losing money, but you can have a management plan, a risk management plan to protect you from that.
1: But I also say, like, even when you put your money in a bank and your bank is not even giving you 1% interest, you're losing money because inflation is hitting you at 3 4%. You know, so... If you do have some extra funds, I do think it's important to invest and you can invest not only in stocks, but you can invest in ETFs, you can invest in real estate, which I know that you're also focused in doing that. And um, there's so many other ways that you can invest your money. So it's not only about stocks, but I love that we talked about stocks today since you're an expert at that. So talk to us a little bit about real estate before we head out.
0: Sure. Real estate is a very good, stable investment that can bring regular monthly income. So um, you can do it through rental or even I've seen Airbnb actually make more money than rental. So one of the things I would definitely say, look for really good locations and make sure that you vet the people that's renting your place to make sure they take care of your property.
1: Exactly. And I'll also say because I I have a home and I'm renting it out per room. So I have two roommates right now. Nice. So... My home, which is my you know my primary residence, I know it's a good rental property because I've been renting it out per room, and I can hop on Craigslist and I know I can find another tenant. So at any time, it's nice to have a home that you can just say, you know what, if I decide to travel the world or if I decide, you know, to do different things, that I can just kind of rent out my space, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's really really nice.
0: While I was traveling most recently, like this summer, I hosted my place on Airbnb, and the host actually paid for all of my travel, like hotels. So it's it's something where anytime you can take advantage of
1: renting out a space, do it. Exactly. Now, where are some of the places that you've been to in the past year and what are places that you want to go to next year? So this year I went to Greece, Italy, yes.
0: Israel. Oh man, Tel Aviv blew my mind. I don't know what I was assuming that it would look like, but it's like a mix between Chicago and Miami. It's like, Beautiful. The sea is there. All these high rises. Oh, beautiful. My next place I want to go is South Africa. I would love to spend a month there and I hear Cape Town is gorgeous.
1: So I can't wait to go there. You can hop over to Kenya while you're out there, go to the safaris, Mm -hmm. and there's like amazing, amazing things happening. Well, this was so much fun, and I really learned a lot, and I will take that course because I think it's important for us to know how to get started with investing in stocks. So tell us how we can connect with you.
0: Definitely on Instagram, you will see all my travel pictures and you'll see information about trading. So, my Instagram is I'm an investor. So, I am an investor on Facebook. I'm Terry Igioma. Um, Ijeoma means a good journey. So, can you believe that? Um, wow, yeah, I didn't know it's that. Nigerian. wow. Uh, so, I'm living You're out on my the name. Vision. <laughs> You're on the path. You're on the path. Excellent. Terry Jeoma. and um
1: website is Terry.com. Excellent. This was so much fun, guys, and I cannot wait to head back home and bring all the things I learned from FinCon back to you guys soon. Thanks again, guys. I There's a lot of reasons why I feel like millennials aren't investing right now, and I know for a fact that the 2008 crash... And that recession really had a big impact because for me personally at the time, my mom lost two of her rental properties and a couple years later we lost our primary residence and we had to move into a very small studio and change our lives. So I think that is, you know, seeing that transition going from, you know going from a place of abundance to really like struggling and losing all these things so I feel that a lot of people have this like scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. because they're scared and they're in fear but what do you think about that
0: fear is one of the biggest emotions that will stop people from trading and it's something that it's something that it's very hard to get over but that we have to just just push through There's a lot of people right now that do think that the next stock market crash is coming. We just made new all-time highs, so that's just like the fear that everyone's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. There's a bubble, it's coming. But actually, invest for today, have a risk management plan, and you'll be okay.